0: Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different than some of the ones in the past. Number one, it's been two and a half months since we talked on the podcast. And number two, I'm recording video along with the audio today. Stay tuned and I'll explain more. Welcome to the Benzo Free Podcast, your home for an honest, straightforward, and personal discussion about anti anxiety drugs, their effects, and how to deal with dependence and withdrawal. Whether you have taken benzodiazepines, Z drugs, or any other tranquilizers, know someone who has, or you just want help dealing with chronic anxiety and insomnia, this is your podcast. I'm your host, D.E. Foster, author of the book, Benzo Free, The World of Anti-Anxiety Drugs and the Reality of Withdrawal. I'm so glad you joined us today. Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. You just might feel a little better on the other side. Hello there, this is Dee, and welcome to episode 68 of the Benso Free Podcast. I'm sure you have a couple questions about <laughs> that opening, but first I want to just say I'm back, and I wanted to ask how you all are doing. I hope everybody's holding up okay. I know there's a lot um, going on, <laughs> as there has been all year. Between the virus, between the fires, between the hurricanes, between, oh, just, you know, it keeps piling on in 2020. And of course, benzodiazepine dependence or withdrawal to that, or Z-drug dependence and withdrawal, and you have the recipe for a pretty tough year. And I know many of you have found yourself in that state. I found myself somewhat in that state, even though I'm mostly healed. I still struggle with the anxiety and the cognitive difficulties sometimes, and some symptoms creep up, and the stress we've been having lately is going to make it hard for any of us, so so I just wanted to say hi and say I'm back. Let me catch you up on a couple things, okay? First off, I am recording this today in both audio and video. Well, of course, when I record in video, there's audio with it, but I mean, I'm going to be releasing this podcast in both video format on YouTube and in the standard audio format that we release on our podcast carriers and on the website. The focus of our podcast is going to remain audio, so if you're not watching it, please don't feel like you're going to miss anything because that's not going to be the case. The vast majority of the things we cover here will be for audio only and that's still our focus. But I wanted to be able to release these podcasts on our video channel too, on easing Anxiety, so we can hopefully get a bigger audience and get more people to watch and pay attention to what we're doing here. So that's what I'm doing. I am now recording this in video and if you're listening to this on one of our carriers you know welcome and don't worry about it and if you're watching on YouTube hi this is me <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the camera. If you are watching this please know that I won't always be looking at the camera. Um, in fact a lot of the time I won't because I have notes and I will be reading these notes for part of the time especially when I share a Benzo story or need to go back and look and see what I'm doing. It'll also be a little more ad lib maybe than my traditional podcasts because I'm not reading straight from the script since I am going to be on camera part of the time and I'm trying to make it a little more natural. We'll see how it goes like I'm doing right now. Let let me know what you think. I'm really curious what you have to say about this new format. I don't know if it'll work or not. If it doesn't, we can go back to audio only. But um, I kind of like the idea of having the video content so we can do more on YouTube. Also, in addition, I hope to release our past 67 episodes of the podcast on YouTube too. (laughs) And that would be really good. And those, of course, have no video content. So they will be just the audio podcast with a blank slate. Not a blank slate, but a slate that says, you know, which podcast it is and what chapter we're in or what section. I'll try to make them as interesting as possible, but most of it's just going to be audio content. But starting today, I'm hoping to have video so you can see me in the studio to make more sense. I know a lot of people do podcasts like this, which the podcast is still the essential medium, but they record it on video too so they can have that that piece of it. And that's what I'm trying out. You all are the ones that get to let me know if it works or not. <laughs> so... I thank you for that. Um, update. As many of you know, I have not done this in two and a half months. I took a hiatus, a hiatus. yeah, not hiatus, but a hiatus. There we go. And a back. Um, good news on this front. My wife's, many of you know that I had to take the hiatus partly because I had to find some odd jobs and work because we had lost her income, my wife had lost her job good news she has found a new job and she has started on that and it's going well we still are struggling financially and will for some time but it it shows more promise for our future and i'm, I'm really excited for her i know she likes a new job and i hope it's all going to work out but that doesn't mean that i'm still not asking for your help <laughs> and so as i've talked before i still welcome donations still need them to try to keep this going i still want to make this go I'm still doing delivery driving to help bring in some income to pay some bills. And right now this still, you know, my expenses outrun any kind of income I make on this. So I still lose money every month that I do the podcast, but I'm hoping to slowly switch that to where it starts to become a revenue stream and I can then make it financially stable and we can keep, still keep going. So if you're interested in donating, um, I welcome them. You can still donate at benzofree.org slash donate. And we also have added credit cards to that, so it's not just PayPal now, it's also credit card through Stripe. So you can donate in both those formats and we'll try to use other donation engines and try to make it easier for those who wish to donate to do so. As always, please don't feel pressure. Nobody has to donate and of course, and I'm not trying to push you that direction, but if you have the means and you would like to help out what we do here, I appreciate it greatly and I thank all those people who did donate during our hiatus and helped me, you know, keep going. And, and that was great. And this is good. I'm going to mention this here. I can't really show this on the camera right now because it's off camera. But, oh, those of us in Benzo withdrawal, this is a fun one. My knee is shaking right now. Um, I think it's partly the way I'm sitting. I think it's partly because this is new for me to do the podcast this way. So I have some nervous energy running through me. Um, but here, I, I I know what I can do. I'm going to I am going to record it on my phone and then put it in on... on, So this is one of those things that if you do have it on YouTube, you'll see it. But you can see my knee shaking. This is not me doing anything intentionally. It's just my knee shaking because of, you know, that type of energy running through us. Anyway, so there's nothing, you know, dramatic about this image for those of you who are on audio only. But... um, I get that. I get that a lot. I shake sometimes when I have some anxiety, when I'm trying to speak. Um, as I've told you all before, I used to be able to speak in front of a thousand people and barely break a sweat, but benzo withdrawal changes things. And so I still have some of that that problem, you know. So I'm going to shift a little bit now and then to try to free up my leg and, and keep that energy from making things um, do that. And hopefully I won't get tongue-tied either, which I still do sometimes too, and I know you all do too at times. But anyway, those of you who have donated, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, we may still look at a subscription model for some of the content. I, I'm very indecisive here, as you can tell. Another one of those symptoms, I think, of benzo withdrawal, not think, I know, is my indecisiveness because I'm not as confident in my decision making as I used to be. But I'm, I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm working on making decisions better. But for those of you who have been watching us for a while, you realize that where I'm taking this channel has been a bit of an indecision for me. So I really am grateful that you're bearing with me during this time. Thank you so much. Um, As for our schedule going forward, my plan with the podcast is to release one podcast every month, around the first of the month like this one. And that's going to be the minimum. Um, I also want to release two videos a month on the Easing Anxiety YouTube channel. And that's my goal is one podcast, two videos, one podcast, two videos every month and um, going forward. And then I hope to do more than that. I hope to have maybe an extra video or two, or maybe even do, like I mentioned, a round table or a guest or something else and throw it in there on the podcast when I can. Also, I wanted to mention one quick thing about social media. Many of you know that I've had a kind of love or hate, love and hate, love, hate, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Love, hate relationship with social media and benzo free we had a facebook page at the beginning of it but things didn't go well and i took that down and it was the right decision i currently am not on facebook at all personally or through um um, benzo free or easing anxiety never been on twitter never been on instagram never been on tumblr never been on whatever else the latest one is out there not making any judgments of social media it's just it and me have not always you know connected well um like any technology there's good and there's bad it just comes with the territory but i do realize when you have a youtube channel and a podcast social media can be a an important aspect of that and an important promotional tool tool yeah so anyway um i have set up an instagram page yeah <laughs> we are now on instagram easing anxieties is on instagram which of course easing anxiety includes benzo free so we are now on instagram um we're instagram.com slash easing anxiety or at easing anxiety we now are on there and i started posting some pictures and little blurbs here or there about a week ago just testing it out before i announced it so please check us out on instagram let me know you stop by comment like what we do Um, whatever. I'm finding other ones out there to kind of like and starting to create some relationships on Instagram. I am a novice at this, so I don't even really know. I'm learning about hashtags. Yes, I know hashtags existed. I kind of knew what they were, but since I've never really been on Twitter or Instagram before, I'm a novice. So I'm learning some of this um, and learning from following other people. So we're out there now. We have an Instagram account. Come check us out. I'd love to see you. Oh, uh, for our format today, it's going to be a little different format from normal. We'll try to get back to a regular format soon, but um, no spotlight, no mailbag. We're going to share some stories today, some benzo stories. I just had got some good ones in during the hiatus, and I really want to share them with you. And then we'll we'll do a feature, but the feature will be on just some things that have been going on, some thoughts and some stuff related to benzo withdrawal, anxiety, and the like. So it's kind of a hodgepodge. Hod, hod See, I'm leaving in some of my mistakes now since I'm more ad-libbing. I would edit that out on the podcast normally, but it's kind of a hodgepodge of, um. oh, and there went the mental wall. See, I show you the shaking leg and now I have the mental break. <laughs> I do this and it's a whole series of benzo symptom- symptomatology. See, I got that right now. I used to always say symptomology, but it's Actually, symptomatology, but it's this whole group of symptoms that I have anyway. Mental break. I was talking about our format. No um, mailbag for now. We're doing stories. A feature will be a hodgepodge of things. We'll do our moment of peace. We're still going to close out with that. Um, for those of you who are on video during that time, I'll just show some pictures of nature, and we'll get to that when we're there. But we need feedback, any kind. I truly like to hear from you. We have four methods for feedback our YouTube channel, Easing Anxiety YouTube channel, our podcast posts, you can comment on those. You can comment um, through feedback at benzofree.org benzo feedback or leave feedback about the podcast on one of our carriers so other people can find it. That does help. Thank you. While you're on the website, please don't forget to sign up for our mailing list at benzofree.org slash subscribe. And on that, of course, you can always select whether you want information from Easing Anxiety, from Benzofree, or both. And don't forget, the Benzo Free podcast is for informational purposes only. And what is it? It should never be considered medical advice. (laughs) Thank you. I think those of you who have been watching this for a while and knew that was coming right away. Let's move on to some Benzo stories, okay? And then we'll talk more as we get into our feature. I have a few stories to share today. The first two are a little more difficult to hear. They're stories of struggle, and you know that I share those. The last one is a really positive success story and with great energy. And so even if you need to skip the first two, this is your trigger warning. Even if you need to skip the first two because they're too hard to hear, please stay tuned for the third one. And I will try to put the time index of that separate story in our notes just for those who um, don't want like to hear more difficult stories. And these aren't that bad, but I do try to give that warning for people since people have asked for it. So I put that up there. Our first story is from Susanna in Arizona. Susanna first wrote me a few days ago. I'm I'm sharing a couple short emails during our correspondence. And here's what she had to say in her first email. So I'm going to read this. So if you're seeing me on video, I'm looking at the paper. So I apologize for that. But I need to read these and get these accurate. Um, so, so that happens. So this is what Susanna said. I'm still in isolation 10 months after sudden withdrawal. My prescribing doctor would not taper after 40 years of benzodiazepine scripts. I lost all physical abilities except breath for many days. Your podcast is necessary. Hopefully, this podcast will grow and bring about humanitarian change in the healthcare industry. When the medical professional credo says, do no harm, sudden withdrawal is a very cruel prescription. Thank you. And then Susanna followed up with the following email. Wonderful to receive your response. This is my first written communication since June of 2019. Typed communication. I'm in a kindergarten recovery phase. Muscle spasms still lock the fingers, but I am grateful to be able to poke at the keys. Inability to speak, tongue tight, sleeplessness, two to three hours, twenty four hours a day, cognitive foggy, scattered, light sounds startle. I grew up in Manhattan, nothing startled my senses. The information, interviews, writings, film links, your voice are enlightening and encouraging. Many thanks to you and you's, you and you and yours Susanna. Oh, I wanted to share Susanna's emails here to, to connect what we've talked about so often. Her, her descrip- description of recovery is so true. And when she said the part of kindergarten recovery phase, I just, as you can tell, I almost lost it during that one. The fact that she hasn't done written communication since last year and that she now is able to type again. It's, it's hard to read those and not feel for the person and not, oh, I don't know. Anyway, being in isolation 10 months, 40 years on benzodiazepine scripts. I am so sorry, Susanna. I know, oh, that is so hard. But I know other people who have been on it a similar time frame and have, have recovered. I know you're going to recover too because, because we do heal from this. It just takes time and you are doing a great job. The fact that you can now type again and write that email to me is amazing. And the fact that you wrote it to me breaks my heart. Um, Thank you so much. I can't can't say what it meant for you to, for me, I can't say what it meant to me for you to share that with me. And your comment about the do no harm um, and that the sudden withdrawal is a cruel prescription. I wish I had written that. That was very poignant and very well written and, I just got to say thank you for sharing I please please keep writing to me I'd love to hear from you want to know how you're doing want to know how the progress is going so thanks for sharing your story here on the podcast our next story is from Jeremy in Cincinnati Ohio Jeremy actually (laughs) sent this submitted this on the feedback form today because I'm recording this on um, Monday And he sent it to me today. (laughs) And as soon as I got it, I knew I wanted to include it in our podcast. Jeremy's story is one of those reasons why I couldn't walk away from the podcast, why I needed to come back and do everything I could to try to make it work. Because I can't walk away if what I'm doing is actually helping people. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't make sense. And many of you have told me that it's helping you. And I got to find a way to make it work. I got to find a way to keep going. I got to find a way because, to be honest, I need it too. I need you. I need each of you in your stories and your wisdom and your sharing and your friendship so that I keep growing, so that I keep moving forward. It's it's a quid pro quo. It's a great situation. It's, um, Anyway, so let, let, me, let me read Jeremy's thing. I, I can't explain what I'm feeling, but I'll try. Here's what Jeremy has to say. Hello. I have a story I would like to share with the Benzofree community. My name is Jeremy. I am 30 years old from Cincinnati, Ohio. Life has been a serious struggle for the past two years, and I finally know why. Let's get right into it. At the end of 2010, while I was in college, I started having anxiety issues. I started with social gatherings, situations that would make my heart race and had me very concerned about my health. After seeing a psychiatrist for this, they started to prescribe me 0.5 milligrams of Alprazolam, up to three times per day. Long story short, it helped tremendously, and I took the pill usually only once a day. After lunch, for now what is nine years life was great for seven of those years and then boom a big big problem hit me. it was spring of 2018 and my anxiety started to skyrocket it started with a mole on my skin that looked concerning i had it removed and tested which luckily came back as benign I then had my brother's wedding where I was the best man, which meant I had a very big, important speech to give, and I am terrified of public speaking. Every event that I attended—bachelor party, golf outings, weddings, dates with women—caused insanely intense and frightening anxiety, with a host of many other symptoms. This essentially turned into taking one milligrams of a prazolam spread out of two doses each day. The winter of 2018-19 was the lowest point I have ever been in my life. I was in a deep depression, had many concerning physical symptoms that could not be explained. My doctor thought anxiety was getting worse, and so we switched the antidepressant I was on from Zoloft to Lexapro. He did not once mention that the benzo could be the issue. Over the year of 2018, I continued struggling, especially with physical symptoms. This turned into what is known as hypochondria. I visited 10 different doctors, a psychologist, neurologist, had three MRIs done, X-rays, CT scan on my lungs, numerous blood tests, breathing tests, heart tests, ultrasound of the heart, as well as seeing a chiropractor and physical therapists, Nothing has come back as an issue. <laughs> I once thought I may have MS or some type of autoimmune disorder, but the blood test and the other imaging shows nothing. I've, I felt lost. What in the world had gone wrong with me? In the fall of 2019, I found your book. I started doing immense research on these benzo drugs and what they do to the body, and how they can injure your brain and nervous system. It, it took me a while to fully commit to this being the issue. But I have finally made the decision and am starting my journey to becoming benzo-free. I explained the situation to my doctor, and while he is still skeptical, he agreed for me to cross-taper over to volume. and then slowly, over a long period of time, taper down from that. There's so much more to tell, but I know there is limited time. I want to share with you a list of the physical and mental symptoms I have experienced while going through all this. Maybe this will help other listeners feel connected in all of our struggles. I had severe anxiety, intrusive thoughts, racing heart, palpitations, extreme fatigue, Headaches, neck pain, SI joint pain, temperature fluctuations, vertigo, feeling off balance, wobbly legs, lack of appetite, foggy mind, tight chest, nausea, excessive armpit sweat, paresthesia, and many more. It is comforting to have this book, podcast, and community to lean on while I go through this journey. To go through something like this, which no one else understands, requires friends who do understand and can validate your injury and will support you at the times where you think there is no end. I know there is an end. The grass is greener on the other side. It is just going to be a muddy trail to get there. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jeremy, um, for sharing that one. Oh, for agreeing to share that with others. I think it's a great story to share. And I'm, I'm with you on this journey. I am sorry you're just starting out with it and getting moving. But I am so glad you found the information you did and that it's been helpful. And, you know, this is totally doable and manageable. And you are going to get through this okay. I know you are. You're going to make this. Oh, you mentioned to get through something like this with, um, which no one else understands requires friends who do understand. And that is so true. That is so true. Even my wife and she has said this and I've said this before, who has been with my journey for, God, I think I started my, my whole tapering journey seven, eight years ago now. And it's been with me all the way along, including all the times I was on the drug hasn't still doesn't really know what it was like and nobody else really knows what we go through and she has told me several times that and reminded me that I don't live with this thought every day unless you bring it up because I don't always show my symptoms but you all know and I know that we often wake up every morning with this symptom or that one or these symptoms or wondering which one's going to come up today or being surprised by one that we didn't, we didn't know we still had. You mentioned um, being terrified of public speaking. I get that. Um, I never had that. And now I have a little bit of it, as you noticed with my, the anxiety and my leg shaking. I was on a, I was on a coalition call for a group that I'm, I'm with in Colorado here, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but as a coalition I'm on helping with benzodiazepine stuff. And And I suddenly was nervous and I was suddenly was shaking and I was suddenly, and I I just mentioned in the middle of me, you know, jumping into this call with all these people who I've never met. And I just had to say, hey, right now I'm experiencing some of those symptoms. This is a perfect example. And I'm sure I came through as (laughs) not the most eloquent speaker. I don't even know if I got my point across and I probably sounded like an idiot at times but i tried and i pushed through and did the best i could and um, i'm still working with them on other projects so so it's all good you mentioned the 10 different doctors i went through that so many other people have gone through that we get what that looks like i'm glad you found the book i'm glad you felt it helpful um i hope maybe another year or two i might even do an update on that and put out a second edition um I, I I do think it's been helpful to some people, and I'm just happy that that you found it helpful to yourself. Oh, anyway, um, Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing that story, and thanks for getting into me just in time to make the, the script for today's podcast. Um, I wanted to share that one because it was so relevant, and it was, I thought, perfect example of why I keep doing this and why I I, I can't just stop because. Those kind of emails, I, I don't know the term for it, but they keep me going every day. Our final story is one of hope and wonderful lessons learned. This one is from Donna in Delaware. This is not actually her story per se. Instead, it's more a series of emails she shared with me. Her story is part of that, but mostly I wanted to share it today because of her positive energy, her hope, and her infectious spirit that she has. Donna started writing me in February of this year, and I just felt it would be incredibly selfish of me to keep that positive energy for myself and not to share it with you. So Donna writes the following. I found you around the inception of your podcast. August 20th is my birthday, and I'm so happy I did. I celebrated one year benzo free on December 23rd. Woohoo! <laughs> Phew, lol. That's what she wrote, so I <laughs> wanted to share that with you. I have a bit of a story, but don't we all? But I am not in a position to share it at this moment in time. I will, though, and look forward to contributing in any way I may to this community of benzo warriors. I see now that this harrowing and almost indescribable journey of suffering, uncertainty, and fear has had the purpose of leading me to so much clarity, surrender, empathy, and joy. I have felt all these feelings, D, the light and the dark, after not feeling for 18 years while on Xanax prescribed for sleep. It has been illuminating and terrifying all at once. The proverbial dark night of the soul, if you like. I'd like to share my story as soon as I am able with you, Dee, and our Benzo-free community. I, I am healing one breath, one step, and one yoga pose at a time. Yoga has showed me how to help myself, Dee. It is part of my Benzo story of hope and recovery. I know yoga is part of yours too. I, I heard you speak of it today on your newest podcast and it made my heart smile. I'm so happy for you. For now, thank you for your courage and strength. Take very good care. Keep up your yoga and keep up your yoga and hope to connect soon. Donna. Now, after that really positive email, and I even cut some of the nice things she said about me out of it. because, uh, But it just, how could I not keep up my yoga after that kind of an email? So, I will do my best, Donna. I appreciate that. But that was just the beginning of several emails she sent me. Here's from another one. My benzo experience was one I feel others may find comfort and hope from. It's that important to me. To share with our community. I owe it to all the beautiful souls who are all still struggling. I have my moments of self-doubt, recrimination, fear, and sadness, but those feelings are temporary. Like you said today, we don't know if we will ever be gifted a next breath or a moment. Temporary, the pain and fear, but also the joy and excitement. So the lesson I've learned is to not attach to anything. Just be. Breathe and be in the moment. This moment is our life. We're so blessed. You commented on my positive attitude. Thank you, Dee. I have been a generally optimistic person my whole life. And the losses I've had to come to terms with have been so harrowing at times, my disposition has been tested over and over, but the resiliency and fortitude I was able to cultivate on those drugs was always in me. Now I decide, I choose. I can finally hear my inner voice, my intuition, D, that Xanax shut down. Yoga has been my liberation and showing me who I truly am underneath the medication. I worked very, very hard to rise above the powerlessness I felt years ago. Is there any feeling more debilitating? Withdrawal and then having to leave my students and creating a whole new life at 54 was daunting beyond words. But I did it with your help, Dee. Your loving and compassionate guidance and support helped me find my light in the dark. You Yoga, meditation, healthy eating, walking, family, new friends. I've been humbled and brought to my knees. But today, on my 55th birthday, all I feel is breathtakingly grateful for the joys and the challenges of my life. Wow, thank you, Donna. Um, Thank you. This is only a small sample of the encouraging Words Donna has sent me, um, and I may share more down the road, and I'm sure I will. And I hope she continues to write me because I love getting her emails. I realize that mindfulness meditation, yoga may not be everybody's, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Cup of tea? Yeah, there we go. May not be everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. You know, we all find our way. Some do it through faith and religion. Some do it through family and relying on those people. Some people do it through Buddhist um, psychology. Some do it through mindfulness and meditation. And It's what works for you. Um, much like Donna, I used meditation and yoga and mindfulness to help me get through, and they really helped me. But I also have faith in a higher power, and I tie that in too. It's what works for you and helps you get through. The good news here is... Um, On one of her last emails, Donna is actually really close and may already be um, a certified yoga instructor. Yes, (laughs) in her mid-50s, she decided to become a certified yoga instructor. Good for you, Donna. I am impressed. And very, hopefully not to sound condescending, but very proud. Because anybody who comes through what we've been through and comes out the other side and makes something even more of their lives, that's amazing. And so many of you have done that and um and i'm just thrilled to hear that each and every time uh i could keep reading stuff from her um but i'm not going to because we need to move on to some other things <laughs> but thank you donna thank you for sharing with me um all that's going on in your life and thank you to jeremy and thank you to susanna and everyone who's writing in your stories, I still have more to share, but I still welcome more. Please send your stories into me. i love to get them. And I have podcasts scheduled coming up and I will share them. Um, don't forget, you can submit them at benzofree.org slash feedback or email us at podcast at Thanks, everybody. And now let's move on to our feature. Well welcome to our feature. Um, Today's feature is a hodgepodge of whatever. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna just speak off the cuff a little bit today. partly because I haven't done a podcast in two and a half months and I kind of wanted to connect more real with you than than in a prepared script. Um, I will do some more regular features later on. Ones that I can do the research on. And provide the information you're looking for. But I also like these sometimes. been kind of enjoying the vlogs I've had on easing anxiety. Because I can, I think, speak from the heart. And show the, the realness of benzo withdrawal and of recovery and of finding a new life and of getting back to being human. Which I know many of you wonder right now if that will happen. And I get that. I know I've been upbeat on the easing anxiety videos lately and overall my life's been doing pretty well, but I have bad days too. And I know many of you are not in that state right now. And so, um, I think it's important to share with you what's going on with me too and talk through some things. So with the benzo withdrawal, um, I know with easing anxiety videos lately, I've been focused a lot on just the anxiety. So Let's jump back to the benzo withdrawal a bit. Some of you are tapering right now and have reached out to me and of course often ask me for what plan should I follow? Should I substitute? Should I titrate? Should I, you know, get a micro I mean, all different kinds of things. And you know, I can't help you on those. I can't advise you on how to taper. It's something I'm, I'm not able to do. Number one, I'm not a medical professional. And number two, Everybody's different, and you need to find what's right for you. There are places online you can find some advice and direction. Um, Ashton also has some great substitution tables to help you with that. But I am by no means an expert on this, not even close. And I've steered away from advice on tapering and withdrawing for specific reasons, Because, primarily because i am I don't know. I'm not educated on it, and just because I withdrew one way doesn't mean it's the right way for you. Most of the experience we've seen shows that a slow taper is the best method. But lately, there's been some evidence of flumazanil and some more rapid tapering, and some of it might show promise. But I'm also skeptical and cautious. <laughs> some people have thought flumazanil and other drugs like that are a miracle cure for helping you withdraw. Withdraw, But um, they said that about benzos, too. They said that about benzos. So I'm always cautious about this. And I I lean towards a more natural healing. This is just for me. This is not advice. But if I was doing it again, I still would do it a more natural way of a slow taper, one step at a time, let my body catch up, let its homeostasis kick in and catch up with what I'm doing. So one of the things I jump to a lot on this podcast is manage your anxiety. And I sound like a broken record. I know I do. And I'm sure it's not what, when somebody writes me and says, I can't stop shaking. What do I do? Or um, the burning of the skin is just, I can't get out of bed. Or um, as our, one of our stories today, it's like I couldn't type, you know, for a year or write because of the cramping and the pain in the hands. These are intense experiences for people to go through. And to say, manage your anxiety sounds like, it's like me telling somebody who has cancer, just get better. (laughs) It doesn't go very well, and I get that. I really do get that. I focus on it because it seems to be one of the few things we can do to improve our situation. I have found in my experience in working with so many of you, the hundreds of people that have written in and we've talked and corresponded over the past few years, there is very little we can usually do to ease our physical symptomatology. See, I said it right that time, symptomatology. (laughs) And so, I try to focus on the things that we can do. The one thing that I've noticed that significantly can that can significantly reduce people's symptoms or the severity of those symptoms during protracted or acute withdrawal has been managing your anxiety. I mean, these are anti-anxiety drugs. Now, some people have taken them for insomnia, some have taken them for anxiety, some have taken them for seizures, some for other things. They're even being prescribed for pain now which scares the hell out of us um, because there's such a problem with opioids and now they're going to benzos <laughs> but it just it, it's oh god brain cramps. see this is why I script the podcast because of and memory loss <laughs> and cognitive dysfunction let's throw those in there because I'm experiencing them right now <laughs> And see, I am laughing about it. So managing the anxiety, this is a perfect example. See, I got back to it. I know where I'm at. But this is a perfect example. My go-to response, more than 50% of the time, not always, but more than 50% of the time when I get some cognitive dysfunction like this, a brain freeze, or get a memory loss, I'd say about half the time. Let's go. Maybe 40% of the time. But anyway... (laughs) a significant percentage of the time i laugh about it i accept it and i move on with my day i've gotten used to it and i think we kind of have to start doing that with our symptoms that is the one thing i have seen the most um we we shared the story today from donna and her spirit i truly believe after working with hundreds of people through emails that her spirit her that that positivity is going to make her a success through everything she's going through and it already has and it's already working and she's already free and she still has problems but she is finding a way to do it now for some of you finding that positivity is really really hard some of us are just more negative by nature i am too to be honest and have been most of my life that's where my anxieties come from i have negative problems when i'm alone And my mind starts to wander. It likes to go down the negative road. But I've changed a little of that. Not huge, but I've changed enough of it that I can now accept some of what's going on. And I can now make my symptoms better. I can ease them. When I get my eye twitching, which it did start to twitch during part of this today, my left eye, it's one of my ongoing ones now as I get left eye twitches. It was part of the eye. I used to have the facial paresthesia, which was the whole left side of the face felt like spiders crawling on the left side of the face. I had that for years. That's mostly gone now. And now instead I get this twitching of the left eye now. You saw that I had the twitching of the leg or you heard me talk about that. And they're getting better. Um, But when I get anxious and I get stressed, like you do when there's a pandemic in the world, they get a little worse. And so managing our symptoms, managing what's happening, managing how we perceive those symptoms when they come up is one of the few areas where we have some control over. And that's probably one of the biggest things of benzo withdrawal is that loss of control. For those of you, if you're like me, who had anxiety most of our lives, we learn to try to control everything, everything, because any uncontrolled event, any uncontrolled place could be a trigger to our anxiety and then send us off into a dark place and become a problem. And I was really good at that. Learning to let go of that need for control, and I say learning to because I am a very beginner at this, is, is, is a big thing. And that's where that anxiety comes into play. If I can learn to not have the need to control and let things happen, I get less anxious. I get less anxious. And I truly, truly believe the formula for reducing our symptoms, the most effective formula is this. Less stress and less anxiety equals less symptoms. And less symptoms equals less anxiety and stress. So there is a circle there, a vicious one. But I bring up anxiety a lot. And I even created a whole channel called Easing Anxiety. Not because I was wanting to move away from benzo, but benzo withdrawal and the people that are suffering. But instead because I felt that is the one area that we can make the most difference in our recovery. And the one thing I've learned is that the more anxious I am, the more symptoms I get. Big surprise there, right? <laughs> For recovering from anti-anxiety drugs. Anyway, that's our feature. Kept it simple. Hopefully hopefully there was something in there, some meat in there, something you could have grabbed onto. But um, we'll try to get back to a more standard feature next time. Or maybe we'll even do a QA and a with each of you on a live podcast. That would be cool. Let me know if that sounds good to you. But before we move on to our moment of peace, give me about, what is it? 15 seconds? Is that what I usually say? I have it in my script here. I think it's 15 seconds or 20 seconds. Anyway, give me half a minute or less (laughs) for our disclaimer. Thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional nor is not engaged in rendering medical, health, or psychological advice nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the BenzoFree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering on any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non-benzodiazepines or any other prescription drug should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofree.org/disclaimer. And that brings us to our closing our moment of peace. It's just one minute, and it's an opportunity to quiet your mind a bit before you return to the chaos of the real world. Please remember that you should only do this if you are in a safe place where you can close your eyes, relax, and let the world pass by without you for a minute. Since this is the first time we've had our moment of peace on video, I'm going to insert some calming images here for your relaxation. Today we're going to return to meta meditation or loving-kindness meditation. In this practice, our mantra is focused on family, friends, strangers, even perceived enemies, or or even on ourselves. Or a mixture of these if you prefer. The mantra can be one of your choosing. And often starts with ourselves, that's often the simplest way to start, and then progresses on to others. Common examples of the mantra are, may you be happy, may you be at peace, or even may I be healed. You choose the mantra that fits you. If your mind wanders from your mantra, just gently bring it back. So let's get started. Close your eyes and relax. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second. And let it out slowly. Let's do that again. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second. Let it out slowly along with all the stress of the day. One more time. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second and let it out slowly, relaxing your entire body. Now just breathe slowly and naturally. And repeat your mantra as you breathe, such as, may I be happy. If your mind wanders, just gently bring it back to your breathing. No judgment at all. Continue to do this for one minute. Our next scheduled episode is episode 69, and it will be released on October 1st. Thank you again for joining me today, and please, let us know how we did. Keep calm, taper slowly, and take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.